Oh, that's terrible. In the background of the screenshot, there's the window from Chrome where I've Googled how to take a screenshot. It's so oh, embarrassing. No, that's got to go on the episode no. page. <laughs> that's horrible. That needs to be the one. <laughs> Hello, Matt? Hey, Is that you? hey Jody, what's Are up? Are you there? I'm here. Wow. That's no way to answer. That's no way to answer a call. Uh, mushy mushy. <laughs> that's better. Okay. That's just that's a start. Yeah. So, so how are you? I'm okay. How are you? I'm doing well. Good to hear. Where um this is a confusing episode, I think, or I think it, it has a potential to be. Where are you right now? I'm I I'm at my domicile. Okay. Where we recorded the last episode. Episode that would be 44. Uh-huh. For those uh-huh. of us who have trouble keeping track of the numbers. Uh, lots of us do. Uh, this is 40, <laughs> 45. This is 45, right. No, the reason it's confusing is because I'm at my domicile, and yet you seem to be you seem to be there in the corner of my screen. Yeah, this is the first time we can see each other. So I have this weird phone propped up, set up thing going on. Yeah. And we can't get too distracted because it's annoying when audio-only podcasts have a video mm. component. That, that's going to happen one or two more say. times during the show. Yeah, that that's not available to the listeners, you know. So, yeah. well, that's what the that's what the show notes are for. Because all right, there are going to be one or two, at least one more moment that's visual in this show. Okay, and for the for the viewers who won't be able to see it as they're listening, viewers, did I say what did I say? Cut that out. <laughs> you said viewers. I did. Okay, for I the hope- listeners who want to become viewers of that thing. They need to go look at the show notes where we put the the pictures and I think maybe screenshots this time, uh, if if I can figure out how that works. <laughs> it might involve two or more keys, Matt. I don't know if you yeah. can handle it. Okay. But yeah, so those will be found at gtradio.net mm-hmm. slash alyt right slash four five right four five. You know, a few shows ago, I said that we were sneaking up on, on what seemed like an arbitrary, but still significant big round number. And now it's now it's closer than ever. Huh. You mean 50? Yeah, that's what I mean. I didn't want to say it. Like, I feel like, you know, could jinx it. Something could okay. happen. Uh, I, I'm going to take, I'm going to take this. I'm going to turn it. Okay. Go ahead. You know, you realize we've been doing this, this for a year. I, I, I did not realize that. It's only yeah. been a year? This is our yeah. second season. I thought it had been... <laughs> it's our second pilot season. That's true. Yeah. You know, pilot right. seasons can be short. Right. So... We we arbitrarily changed from pilot season one to pilot season two yeah. at the uh, at the turn of the, the new year when it became 2014, right? I think I think that's right, which is a, a joke uh, we should have been making more often this whole time, and we just haven't. Hmm. Um, that's okay. It, though. It's a. It's in the metadata. It's a metadata joke. That's uh-huh. how funny it is. Uh huh. It's in the feed. Yeah. It's a it's feed. It's meta joke. funny. Yeah. But I had to. Uh, yeah, I had to re up re up my uh, my server, mm. which, which kind of coincides with the start of this show. So, not not that I'm begging for uh, PayPal donations or anything. Um, just, I'm <laughs> no, just, don't, don't, I'm just saying. Don't do that. It's not. It's not dignified. But we did have a few episodes or a couple episodes. I don't remember how many pre-server, right? Uh. So we're we're well and truly past the year mark. Yeah, yeah, I think we are. We are well well after it. We would have to be because let's let's be honest with each other, Jody. 
this is our 45th episode. There are 52 weeks in a year. We definitely have missed some weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that, that part I knew. I'm sure most of our listeners know that too. Yeah, yeah. Even, some more acutely than others. Even that guy in Belgium who hit up our website for this last episode. Oh, cool. Yeah. So we still got, hey. the, we still got the European contingent going. Good. Well, hey, hello, Belgium. It's nice to have you with us. So, good week? Having a good week? It's Thursday. But not especially, but it's Thursday, so it's almost over. So that, yeah, that's cool. God. Uh, yeah, we, we were on a little roll with the Taco Tuesday recordings, but, uh-huh. you know, that led to a time crunch. We're going to have a time crunch here today, again, right? Because you have a, you have chores to do? Yeah, I got to mow the yard. You got to mow the yard. I got to mow the yard. You're going to get it like a dusk. It's going to be dusk when you're mowing the yard. Well, that's when I like to do it, you know, because That's my favorite time. It's I was so just bleeding say. hot otherwise. Right, Florida and all. Yeah. What kind of uh, what kind of now that you have your your new larger your your ranch house? What what kind of yard equipment are you? Do you have a do you have to use a riding mower now or a tractor? <laughs> My ranch house, uh, no, I don't have anything uh s- sit upon. Um, hmm. the yard, it's not quite big enough to dictate that, uh, and I would yeah. I would really have no place to store it. So I have a walk behind, uh, yeah. which is nominally self-propelled. Nominally because it doesn't work very well? Nominally because the cable for activating the self-propelledness is yeah. uh, non-existent, and I need to replace it. Oh. But uh, it's a hand-me-down mower, and I got it for free, and so I don't care. Okay. Well, I I had a similar issue on my previous mower, where the cable, uh, it, it didn't work, the cable for the, the self-propelled thing. So... With it not running, I took needle nose pliers and just pulled that uh, that thing all the way to rabbit. You know, you know, rabbit and tortoise. You know how that works, right? Sure, tortoise. Sure, is the, yes. Yeah. Okay. So I pulled it all the way to rabbit, and then just zip tied it to the frame, so it was always on rabbit. And because the thing was front wheel drive, that was fine. When I didn't want it to be pulling itself forward, I would just tip it up with the handle <laughs> okay. and then pivot it, and then send it on its next trajectory. You see? Okay. If yours is uh, front-wheel drive anyway, it'll that that works great. If it's rear-wheel drive, then that would be less convenient. You'd have to lift the, the thing, and that wouldn't work <laughs> yeah, as well. Yeah, that's but no good. That I, might be a hack you could use. I don't know. I don't know which which of the drive wheels. Um, I did that for like four years, and it yeah. was, <laughs> I got yep. really used to it. It was fine. Wow. I don't know. I would think that would be a a fuel suck. Mm. You know, always rabbit. Yeah, sure. But, how? I mean, a, a two-stroke – My this previous one was a two-stroke. Uh, a two-stroke mower is not really saving much fuel. I mean, the thing really, really slurps down the fuel. And so does my new string trimmer. I got a new string trimmer, which is amazing. But, uh, yeah, it really goes through some fuel. I've been surprised. Huh. It's a two-stroke, and it's really wildly powerful. I've never used one with this kind of power. It's awesome. It's a Husqvarna. 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 Yes. I uh, I got it on Amazon, so we can put it in our Things We Like page if we want. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> yes. uh, but it is it is fabulous, and it starts on the first pull, unlike all the cheap ones I've had in my past, which have all been hand-me-downs. I've never bought one before. This one I actually bought, and I got pro-grade, and there's no going back. It's amazing. That's interesting. I, uh, let's Yeah, let's drop that link somewhere. Okay. Don't know where. Put it on the... Oh, and we'll put it I, somewhere. I might need to... To ask you more about that later. Okay, but right now, right now we got to get on with the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Time is limited. You got a yard to mow. Okay, it just keeps growing. So let's see. What are we talking about this week? What happened? 
uh, stuff stuff happened. Stuff mm-hmm. stuff happened with our, our listeners, uh, with with your partner. Uh, stuff happened in space. Uh huh. Where do you want to Where right. do you want to start? Yeah, you're right. We have a lot to get through. Well, let's start with the genuine feedback follow up. Does that sound good? Sure. Okay. Well, uh, got a great email from Mr. Pieces. As usual. Yes. He he broke this out by topic, which is, is very helpful. So you ready for some bullets from Mr. Pieces? Yeah, Mr. Pieces fits very well with our, our show notes format, I think. Mm-hmm. Just his, his, his style, his writing style. It just drops right into the markdown, and it's, it's you know, boom. It's on the website. Yeah. <laughs> very convenient. Okay, so procrastination. We talked about this. Well, we talk about it all the time, and we'll probably talk about it in the future. Uh, procrastination. He had two different things on this that uh, that well, the one is a, a functional component. He says that for procrastination, he uses rewards. So you think of something you really want to do, and then you realize what you really need to do. And then you convince yourself that you can only do that thing you want to do if you finish the thing you must do. So this is a reward for completing that. What do you think about that? Do you uh, think that would work for you? I don't think that works for me. I like it. I wish that works yeah. for me, but I, I tend to make that too fiddly and complicated, like immediately. Hmm. And then I'm just just yak shaving is what I is what I end up doing mm. to avoid. God. Yeah, Everything. Uh, I don't know. Do we need to define that term? No, no, no. We've talked about it before. Okay. We'll put it in the show notes for anybody who missed that episode. But yeah, yak shaving's been on the show. Now, I, I actually, I, I like this and I can sometimes pull this off. So I have, I have used this tactic and will continue to use it in the, in the future. You know, especially if, I, if I've got a project that I know I need to work on, um, like a summer project, like that damn curriculum writing thing, I'll set a timer, and I'll say, okay, you have to do 40 minutes. Like, pick up, you know, 40 minutes is not that long, but it's long enough to get on a roll, you know, long enough to quiet your mind and get focused and, and to get on a roll. Uh, so I'll, I will literally set the kitchen timer for 40 minutes. So you got to do this for 40 minutes, and then you could do that, whatever that is. That oh, might be. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, I just, I just figured out how this works for me. Okay, go ahead. Uh, and it was from what you just said with the 40-minute interval. There is a uh, programming, mm, I don't know, I'll say lifestyle. Okay. And uh, the basic setup is 30 minutes of doing real work, mm-hmm. followed by five minutes of, you know, get away from the keyboard, do some stretching, walk around the room, you know, go make an espresso. It's called Pomodoro, which is... It has a name? It has a name. It's called Pomodoro. It's uh, Italian for tomato. Yes, I knew that. <laughs> uh, well, I didn't. You know, I thought it might have been a hat. I don't know. But, uh, I guess, yeah, yeah, if you've ever seen pom- one of those yeah. kitchen timers that looks like a tomato that you twist the top to, to set sure. the time, you know, and then it ticks back. Oh, got yeah, it. Yeah, so it. that's the Pomodoro. Um, yes, uh, now this makes sense to me. So I'm... If it's you know a week long project or a day long even a, a day long thing, then I'm gonna just get bogged down. Yeah, I like it, and that works for me. The five minutes off, I don't know. I mean, if it's a system that works for you, sure. I guess I'm just I'm thinking of myself because you know I'm a selfish person, and you know I'm sorry that this is your show, but I'm thinking about myself, and I'm thinking that 
five minutes off is not enough. Like I, I like ten or twenty personally. You know, uh, the get an espresso thing is is fine, but you know the chemicals, the chemicals can mess with your with your mojo, especially if you if you manage to activate a groove. Now here's the critical thing: you can't be too rigid about this this forty minute thing. Now, I would do this all the time when I was in grad school and I had to write, and I would I would do the forty minutes. And I would get in, and then, you know, maybe it takes me 15, 20 minutes to really hit that groove, to really get from outlining to writing. But once I start writing, if I'm really in a groove, I'm not going to stop just because the timer went off. I'm going to I'm gonna ride that groove out at least till in, at the end of a section or a paragraph, or at least till the end of a thought. So I'll let myself go an hour and 20 or an hour and a half, and, and then take a break feeling even better than had I just stopped when the timer went off. So that And that makes me feel even better, and then I'll go ahead and get my whatever my reward was, whether it was, you know, now you're going to watch half of a Doctor Who episode, or now you're going to uh, read some of your favorite science blogs or, or whatever it is, so, you know. So it's just variations on a theme. But I like that. Yeah. Pomodoro. Okay, so... Tomato. Onward. Uh, he also said that focus, because we did a, a, a bit about focus, what was that, 43? He said that focus seems tied to procrastination. I feel like procrastination happens more frequently on things on which I have trouble focusing. These might may be highly correlated, but simply coincidental, as I'm sure it's easier to focus on things that are more interesting, things that I want to do. So that's, I, I, I don't know, I think that's a really common experience, don't you? I mean... Yeah, but there's a little something there. I can definitely focus on things I want to do. Yeah. Um, uh, so what's the hmm? What's the hack for this? <laughs> convince, so the problem is, convince yourself you want to do it, or you, yeah, or Jedi mind trick sure yourself into focusing on something, and then it just seems like it's something you want to do because you're already focused on it. Well, that's that's how it can be for me. Getting back to the idea of writing or, or whatever it is and getting in the groove, that's a good feeling, you know, when you're when you're really humming, when you know you're being productive, when you know what you're producing is good. That's a really good feeling. So even if it's a paper you didn't want to write or a project you didn't want to work on, when you do hit that sweet spot the zone. productivity-wise... When you're in the zone... Yeah, and that becomes a little bit self-rewarding, and then your focus improves, and then you don't need the pompadour. <laughs> I think I just said hat tomato. <laughs> ah, you, you say right. tomato, I say pomodoro. All right. So the other thing he said, which was uh, a great little snippet that I have to pass along to my partner, we we mentioned briefly my partner's uh, job search thing, which, by the way, I think is going well. I think she's about to get an offer, or she thinks so, that she's about to get a, I don't know, you know, I, yeah, not, you know, touch wood, I'm not a superstitious person, but uh, <laughs> it looks good, like she's about to get a, uh, she's about to get a very good offer, so we'll see, but uh, we talked about company loyalty, the crowbar yeah. of loyalty I referenced yeah. on the show, and I, I love this, this quote, just remember, most companies are only going to be as loyal to you as it is convenient for them to be. Yeah, that's 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 good, um, and that's that's something. Yeah. Dan Benjamin uh, is harping on about usually on that show that he does about not smoking. Um, hmm. I'm not familiar with his work. 
but yeah, you know, the, the that illusion of security that you have with that company is uh is is just an illusion. It if you know, there are all sorts of things out of your control that could make your job go away. Yeah. Well, that's what's that's what's happening, you know, the back and forth episode to episode with my partner's job. She is on the last episode, I said it looked like the budget was going through and there would be no cuts and that maybe her position was safe for a year. And that's changed again? Well, it's changed again and things are looking darker again. So let's really hope this offer comes through because it, it is it is really looking like um, she'll be a supervisor with no one to supervise in a few weeks' time. And that means, of course, her position will be cut because you don't keep a supervisor on the books when all her people are gone. So, anyway, <laughs> yeah, a lot, like you just said, a lot of things out of your control, certainly out of her control, have nothing to do with how well she does her job that are, you know, endangering the, the security of that job. So it goes. I just got an index card myself, so we might get interrupted here by my mother bringing food. Oh, I see. Uh, by the way, there's been a flurry of activity on the social network about questions that people want asked. <laughs> we have no time for this. Crap. All right, all right. Onward, onward. Let me back to the robot. Robot. Okay. Mr. Pieces, we've spent a long time on his email, but it was a good email. His last thought was he wanted us to know that, in his words, raising kids is both infinitely easier and infinitely more difficult than it seems to you right now. I really like that because yeah. this is – I think this is something I might spend the rest of my life understanding Hmm. And yeah, I've only just started that. So, thank you for that nugget of uh, the infinite. It's very deep. Indeed. Okay. Well. Okay. So last last week, episode forty-five, I did a poor job preparing. I did not have an index card when I sat down with you at your undisclosed location. I did not did not pre-plan my questions, and. So I asked the listeners to, to come back with the questions. Well, I've got some. Are you ready? Okay. I think so. And by the way, I, t- I told you, listeners, I told Jody this just before we started recording, that I put out a, <laughs> I put out a uh, query on the Big Blue Social Network asking for input, and that has been happening. So we'll get the Facebook questions on the air here in a moment. But first, my partner gave me an, an index card with questions. Are you, are you ready for hers? All right, go ahead. Now, let me provide a little context by way of stalling. (laughs) We've talked about this before. She is more and more feeling like she wants to have children. And we, you know, the regular listeners know where we are with this. We've pulled the goalie, but we're not not doing anything uh, drastic to try and make anything happen. So... You know, take that as the background to these questions. All right, I, I, okay. I had. Are you ready? Yes. Question one. What made your wife feel like she needed to test? Were there any indicators that made her think she should go ahead and pee on that stick? Just the time span of hmm. things not happening. Oh, I see. Uh, not to. I don't want to get too. I don't want to get too personal. But uh, yeah. Okay, so without being creepy, I, I think I think I know what that means. I think everybody does. Okay, all right, fine, good. All right, second question: Have either she or you noticed any 
mood changes yet at this point in? Uh, I mean, I, I think it's standard freaking out at this point. Uh, yeah, but uh, but you're doing the same thing, so that can't be. Well, it's definitely baby related, but it's not yeah, hormone no, related. I, I don't think you. Mood, mood swings is is not really a thing, but um, you know. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think food, there's good data on that. Food and appetite changes, yes, definitely. Okay. You know, sleep schedule changes, tire overall tiredness changes, absolutely. Hmm. See, my, my partner's already constantly exhausted. If she gets that, <laughs> if she gets pregnant, I'm not sure she'll be able to leave the house. I don't know. It wouldn't entirely surprise me. It's uh, you know, you gotta build, you gotta build a new person in there. Uh, that takes that takes it out of you. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever watched a 3D printer work? I imagine it's a little. Oh, like I'm that. sure it's just like that. But you know, with it's additive manufacturing. Different goo. Question three: Any morning sickness yet? Um, and is it like television? Does she does she no, literally no, hurl every morning, or no does hurling, feel uneasy? No, no hurling, but nausea. Oh my gosh, yes. Okay, so it's not a Dawson's Creek episode, but she does feel. Um, she does feel it. Yes, it's less Dawson's Creek and more. I can't get out of bed or go into work. Hmm. So yeah, it's way, it's way more real than any Dawson's Creek stuff you can imagine. Yeah, talking of unreal, I mean, have you ever heard a, t- a teenager be that articulate? No, that it just was, that was happen. always weird. All right, question four. Oh, uh, this is a uh, hmm. Let's save this one for last. Okay, ne- next question. Was she taking prenatal vitamins while you were trying beforehand? Yes, off and on. Oddly enough, because. She saw somewhere where it might make her hair grow faster. Might be better for hair growth. She's growing her hair out. Really? So they were just, you know, there and around before before you jumped out my throat. You know, this is completely anecdotal. I have no idea. <laughs> all, all, all standard skeptic <laughs> disclaimers right now. Okay. But, uh, yes, she was taking prenatal vitamins beforehand and has continued to do so. Okay. Not prescription, not anything special. Just, uh, you know, kind of whatever's on sale at the uh, local pharmacy place thing. Pharmacy, Total Foods, whatever. Okay. Has she changed her diet in in preparation? Uh, there's no preparation. I mean, it's increased a lot. Okay. There's been some weird cravings. Okay, uh, I've just been handed another index card. I'm sorry, this just in. Uh, I'm just going to read straight for it. Before feeding them was a worry. Have the worries shifted to any others? Any other worries? This is a question about you, I'm guessing. Uh, what are your most current worries? <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, man. Um, there's two of them. And I don't know how I didn't know how one was gonna go, and now there's two of them. So it's mm-hmm. like, is yeah. you know, feeding. I don't, I don't know how it's gonna scale, Matt. That's that's my biggest that's my biggest concern. Is it gonna be twice as difficult? Well, is it gonna be exponentially difficult? No, I is don't think so. Not gonna be quite no. twice as difficult. I would I would land there. I I mean I, <laughs> I know, but I I would I would say that it's gonna scale kind of well, you know. Like you don't really need two of everything, you know what I mean? And you don't really need. It's not twice the effort to make two bottles as it is to make one. Yeah. 
You know, it's like 120 percent. You know, the and, and you know, it's a teething ring, right? One can bite one side of the ring, and the other can bite the other side of the ring. There you go. That's just smart. Right. Now, remember when we did the, the fear, the child fear episode or whatever we called it, uh, my biggest fear was... Fear of children episode, yes. <laughs> right, right. I'm terrified of them and I spend all my days with them at work. But my biggest fear is revolved around money. And this, which is why the, the twins scenario is like my worst case. <laughs> like, I mean, I, that would just, oh. for me, oh my God, that would seem yeah, so much more expensive. You know, so now instead of one hundred and twenty thousand dollars, I have to save for college. Now yep. it's two hundred and forty. Yep. Yeah, we're that's that's a <laughs> oh that's God. a that's a concern. That's that is a shifted concern. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Here, there's another question on this index card. Wait. There's oh one no! Oh it's got God. two sides. All right. Okay, I'm just gonna read straight from it. Any things or habits your partner you or your partner need to change before the babies arrive oh my god I mean obviously uh everything but what do you think have you got an index card on this yet on on what needs to change uh no we're just kind of assuming everything (laughs) needs to change um yeah I think that's the way forward you know we're uh, who knows what the sleep ske- sleep schedule is going to be like? Who knows what the feeding schedule is going to be like? Well, that, that's what you I don't mean. get to like, decide. We can't we can't uh, can't plan for that. So, yeah, I don't know. Jesus. Okay. All right. You ready for this last question from my partner? The one I skipped yeah, earlier. Yeah, I see it. It's in the it's in the purple. Okay. Are you two planning to raise the twins in a church? Um. Yes, mostly. Hmm. Um, we want that to be, huh, maybe background noise is a little, is the wrong term, but, uh, yeah, not, not, not strict religion, but I, I, we both agree that it's a, it's a nice bit of structure to have around. Okay. Because of the, uh, what, social elements, the... Uh, sort of uh, social service elements, or, or what are you uh, thinking? Not not so much social service. Social, yes. So as in socializing uh, them mm-hmm. with with other kids, uh, you know, Sunday school style. Um, also, just you know, a little dip into morality of some kind um, that yeah. can inform stuff for the rest of their lives you know that i i feel like if if we didn't do that we would be taking away a cultural touchstone oh that sounds so douchey uh we, <laughs> we would be taking away an, an important upbringing touchstone i'll say it again touchstone shoot Okay. No, just a, just a bit of an anchor, something, a, a fixed point from where you can evaluate everything else. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, this is something I think about uh, a lot, and I I come down on a different side, which probably doesn't doesn't surprise you, but I do I do spend a lot of time thinking about. Okay, so I don't want, so I wouldn't want to 
raise my children in a, a church or have them go to a youth group, but I do want some sort of secular version of those things, you know? So I wonder, I, I wonder what that is. And I, I know I had a lot of great experiences growing up. Uh, I definitely had some great experiences that were part of a yeah, youth group. Yeah, and we did not go to the same church, but I mean, no, what we did you're not. describing to me is is basically what I got as a Methodist growing up. You know, like it, it was just it was mm. just kind of there. I don't know. Maybe maybe you need to skew universalist Unitarian. You know, which yeah, you probably I, do I need anyway. to go a little. I need to go a little further than than Methodist or Presbyterian, which I think are at just about the same place on the continuum. I I grew up Presbyterian. For those listeners who don't know, Jody grew up Methodist. Our churches, I think, were more similar than they were different. We both had strong youth groups. The Boy Scout troop that I was a part of met at your church. That might have been where we first met, honestly. Yeah, I suppose so. No, well, no, it wasn't Boy Scouts even yet, wasn't it? Cub Scouting. Well, Cub Scouts, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, same difference. But, you know, the the Boy Scouts still, um, uh, I'm not 100% clear on this. I might have to do a, another retraction next week. But I, I think that they still don't accept atheistic scouts. You know, they still have a, a policy on that, that that will not bend. So, huh. uh, so I, I, as much as I loved scouting and as many great experiences I had, I don't like that line-in-the-sand approach to, uh, you know, epistemologies. And I don't know, like, okay, so so then I get into this internal conflict. Would I keep my kid away from that because <laughs> it offends my worldview? Or is that a shitty thing to do because the kid could benefit a lot from, from experiences in scouting? And yes, they're going to have to say the word God a few times per pledge or whatever that I don't remember all the rituals, but I know God was in... You know, what is it? Trustworthy, loyal, faithful, reverent. Wow. I mean, there, you there remember, are references. You remember it better than I do. Yeah, I think I think you can do all of the strategizing you want now. Yeah. And it's all going to go out the window when you get punched in the face. Right. By punch in the face, you mean the kid's going to say, you know, my best friend is going, Can I? why can't I go? Yeah, or just... You'd be like, well, because daddy doesn't believe in God. <laughs> or, for the love of God, can I get a date night... You know, this oh, month I see. you're going to hang out with the Cub Scouts. Yeah, yeah. Oh, tough issues. I would like, and this is something that comes up a lot. In I don't want to go on a huge jag about this, but this is something that comes up a lot, especially recently, when secularists get together to talk about the future of the the movement, such, such as it is, or just the worldview, or like what 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 we can do to inspire more free thought and more, you know. It, most of us aren't out there trying to get people to abandon their faith, but we are trying to get people to to turn the light of reason on everything in their life, even their sacred cows, you know. And that, uh, you know, inevitably leads towards more secular values, which I think is a good thing for the country on balance. <laughs> leads leads towards brighter sacred cows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, my point is that this is this comes up a lot in the secular circles such as they are what what can we do what can we replace these things with because youth group and scouting and and these things are are good for kids not because of their religious content 
but because of the socializing and the, the focus on the, not the teachings of any particular passage of the Bible, but the golden freaking rule, which has nothing, to, that's not from the Bible. It's innate as far as I can tell, and many researchers agree with me, that's basically innate to humanity. In fact, you find it in other, in other higher order mammals as well. The golden sure. rule is built in to our biology. It doesn't come from, you know, outside the, off the earth. It doesn't come from any other source. It seems to be built in. It didn't write it write in on comment or anything. Yeah, this episode may draw some commentary. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, okay. See, so you've completely derailed the episode, Matt. Um, I'm sorry. These are things I think about a lot. Okay. Said so I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. All right. So okay, those were the questions from my wife, and you did the, you did a good job there. I I think I did okay. Oh yeah, you did fine. All right, are you ready for the ones from the uh, from the Big Blue Social Network? I don't know. Uh, um, yeah. These you're not prepared for. They're not in the, the show notes. Completely, I have to fire my press agent for not not proofing these questions beforehand. Here we go. You ready? All right. There's not that many. All right. Question one. How much paternity leave will you be taking? I get two weeks, ten days. Yeah, okay. Uh, sorry. Two weeks, which is ten days. Two weeks, which is um, ten days. Not two weeks yeah. and ten days, which makes yeah. no sense. Okay. No. Ten business days is what, mm-hmm. I, is what I get. And I can also roll over five vacation days from this year to next year, which I will be doing. That's smart. I have to take it. those in January, however. But that's probably when I'll need to take them anyway. Hmm. Well, your due date's what? Early February. Yeah, but twins. I see. Probably be early. Okay. So you have till the end of January to take those days? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. All right. Uh, so the exact timing of, of these things uh, is still up in the air. All right. Okay. All right. Next question. There was another commenter who wanted to know about the religion question. That's covered. All right. Uh, here's another one. Will the podcast end when the babies arrive? That uh, is a distinct possibility, which everyone has to prepare themselves for. Oh, no. Uh, I'm not prepared for that. Oh, Jesus. Well, hey, I don't know, man. Um, you know, it, it could happen. It I could don't... end completely, you're saying. It could just never happen again because oh, you have twins. No, I, I won't say never, but... I have feelings, Jody. I, I, I just... I'm a little bit attached to this endeavor of ours. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm not, I'm not ready for it just to disappear in well, late neither, January or early neither February. neither am I. But if I'm completely sleep-deprived and it's between sleep and podcasting, I think I'm going to have to go with sleep. Hmm. Not sure where the listeners are going to come down on that. Yeah. I, th- I think people would be understanding of some, you know, changes in scheduling. I think I think you may get you may get a few weeks without harassment from the from the online peanut gallery at least. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I could I could I could take to to blogging. You know, that's in my in my spare minutes. That's not that's not the same. No, I, all right. I, I think know it's not the same. That was a lame excuse. They're not my twins, but I I, <laughs> I don't true. see why they're not. Your I twins. don't see why we can't get a, an hour or a half hour in. You know, every every once in a while. Okay. At, at worst case scenario, come on. Yep, I'll do my best. Okay. All right. Well, that's all he's willing to promise, listeners. Okay. Um. Last one. It says, "How often will Matt and his unnamed partner offer to babysit?" <laughs> I guess that's a question for me, not you. That's kind of it's kind of for both of us. I don't know. Hmm. 
No offense, Matt. I'm not sure you're on the babysit- babysitting list. Well, that's what I was just going to say. There's an assumption there that I'm not sure is warranted. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I when we go to uh, when we go to good times functions, you know, with all our friends, there's there's so many babies now, and I generally steer clear and do my own thing. But my partner is all up in the babies. I've seen her get amongst the babies. Yeah, it's it's a good thing. She's amongst the babies. She's holding the babies. She's bouncing the babies. She will spend hours with the babies, which of course is you know well, you you don't need to be Freud to read read what that is about. <laughs> but of course Freud would read it. Oh wrong. yeah, Uncle Siggy would get that all crossed up. Probably penis envy. Yeah. Well, so. I would only volunteer my services as uh, support for my partner, who would who would be who would be really good at it. Whereas um, I would be probably a uh, good good for logistical support, you know, like maybe uh, driving, picking up food, that sort okay. of thing. All right. <laughs> I, have, I have I have very little hands-on experience, as it were. Okay. Well, I, there's there's yes, logistics. Right. There's I'm some, good at logistics. There's something there. Yeah. I, I drive really well, and I have a safe car. <laughs> anyway. All right, so that's the, end of the, that's the end of the Facebook questions. I think you're off the hook, Jenny. That wasn't so bad. No, that was easy. Not, not horrible. I just realized, Matt, hmm? even though, even though hmm? I have my phone on the charger, yes. it's, it's dying. Really, you're not. It's not able to hold. Uh, no, it's, it's hold its. Uh-uh. Hmm. It is not strong. Well, like are you on one of those? Are you on one of those cheap aftermarket chargers, or is it the real, the two amp, USB two, you know? Well, since since it's the new setup with the video and all, I I I took my stock charger brick off of the cable, you know, it's the standard Android yeah. USB. Oh, and you plugged it into your phone. And, and now it's, it's uh, yeah, it's it's on my USB hub right now, which probably doesn't deliver the uh, the amperage. Mm, you're so. not getting the amps. You're getting a one amp at best. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's sucking it down. Mm. That's really interesting audio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cut all that out. Um Okay, so how how much time would you estimate you have on the, the the video call? I'm not sure. It seems to be dropping more quickly. More quickly than what? As time goes Malaysian on. Malaysian Airlines jet? Ah, <laughs> uh, too soon. Oh, sorry. Well, uh, I'm out of beer, but we have more to cover. This is the worst show ever. But uh, what else? What else do we have to cover? Okay, on the fake follow up, I have a few things I wanted to talk about. Uh, I put a little bit in the the, the robot about the Hobby Lobby decision, but we're not gonna we're not gonna talk about that. Instead we're gonna drop that as a tease to an upcoming episode. Totally. Whether Lady Sportsball Esquire realizes it or not, mm-hmm. she is co hosting yes. uh, a legal a legal episode. A right. legal think think tank episode that we're, we're gonna do in the that's future. The yeah. Yeah. Think tank. Oh that's the phrase. Word? Phrase. I don't know if that's the word. Yeah, she has not said yes, but she's doing it and uh, listeners, the rest of you, apart from her, uh, start start thinking up your things, putting them in emails. What what questions do you have for an AOYT style legal advisor? No, start thinking about that now. Just putting that out there. <laughs> K- 
Okay, so let's see. What, what else is in here? Uh, you have even fancier cookware now, apparently. Oh, well, it's the same brand, but I bought a um, very expensive Dutch oven. Hold for laugh. It's awesome. I bought a Le Creuset. I talked about my Le Creuset skillet, the big 12-inch enameled skillet, cast iron. It's awesome. So I just bought a, uh, what is it, a 13 and a quarter quart Le Creuset Dutch oven, which is amazing. And I bought it mainly for doing New Orleans-style cooking, such as gumbo and roast beef. And the roast beef, the New Orleans po' boy roast beef, is the only thing I've actually made in it so far, oh. and that went really well. That does sound delicious. good. That sounds really good. Yes. And the, my pro tip for this, before I move on, is that while I bought the skillet so somewhat impulsively at a what fancy, fancy mall kitchen store... And then later wished I had bought it on Amazon because it was, you know, $20 cheaper. The Le Creuset outlet mall or outlet at the outlet mall in Ellington, Mm. which is what, like, you know, 45 minutes south of here. Yeah. Yeah. I saved on this uh, versus the Amazon price driving down there, which is a pain in the ass, but, and then walking around because of course, now that we're down there, my partner wants to shop, blah, blah, blah. You got to go everywhere. Although TCL and his partner were both there, we they came along with us, and so TCL and I went to the food court and drank cheap beers while the the lady shopped, and then we got our pot and left. So actually, it wasn't that painful. <laughs> but uh, anyway, we saved probably well, yeah, more than a hundred bucks versus buying it on Amazon by driving down there. Wow, that's that's all right. I called them first to make sure the to figure out what the price would be to make sure the deal was was worth the drive, but. Yeah, I saved over a hundred bucks on a very expensive pot. Yeah, uh, I might be headed down there for some uh, maternity type clothes. Um, so that's a, hmm. that is a good tip. Yeah, that is good outlets. That's good outlet shopping down there. Um, <laughs> it really is. I also just found out there's a Columbia outlet down there for uh, you know yes, white, white people clothes. Um, yeah, I'm not a big Columbia fan. I I don't. Mm. You North Face guy? No, I used to be. Until North Face became a total sellout brand for what I don't know uh, new, well new college students who think they need a North Face parka because there was an inch of rain yesterday. <laughs> it, it, it makes no sense. They don't make this. They don't make the serious mountaineering gear that they used to. Have Have you seen my new my new uh, hard shell? Jacket? Yes, you showed it off to me after our last episode yeah. when it was pouring yeah. on us it's when our, we were trying to leave. Yeah, that's true. It's it's Arteryx. And, you know, Arteryx, Mountain Hardware, I don't know. I've gravitated to a more hardcore uh, outdoor brands because I think the North Face has gone soft. But I used to be way into the North Face. It's just not my brand anymore. <laughs> and not neither of those uh, brands have outlets down yeah, there. Yeah, enough talking about brands. Oh, God. You want to talk about space? A little bit. Okay. So last week you said something about triangles in space. Do you want to... You want to tell us what this is about? Well, what the diagram I had seen that that made me mm-hmm. shout out triangles was how the probe was approaching the asteroid. Um, right. But you have all this cool data uh, on all of the gravity assist looping it's done in the solar system to even get to the asteroid. I'm sorry, is it a comet? What is it? It's a comet. A comet. Oh, I should mm-hmm. know better. It's shaped like a rubber duck. Yeah, yeah, it's got a neck and everything. It's cool. Did you see the pictures? It's yeah, like, I know. Awesome. It, it totally looks like a duck. 
Yeah, we'll put those in show notes. Yeah, I guess I, let me just run through some of the amazingness. First of all, what we're talking about is the European Space Agency's Rosetta probe, which was launched in 2004. So damn near going on 11 years ago, they launched this thing to rendezvous with this comment this month of 2014. And that already sounds amazing, like, wow, they really planned ahead. But you have no idea until you hear some details. Okay, so you ready for this quick tour through the probe's history? Probe it up. All right. It was launched in March of 2004. It swung way out from Earth on, you know, big-ass rocket blasted away away from Earth. But then it swung back in this wide elliptical or- orbit and got its first gravity assist, gravity slingshot, Uh, This will be familiar to those who saw the original Star Trek movies. (laughs) Gravity slingshot assist from Earth in March 2005. So a year after it's launched, it uses Earth's gravity to pick up speed and then swing into a wider orbit. And then its next rendezvous is with Mars. So in February of 2007, it gets a second slingshot off of Mars. So now it's way out to Mars's orbit, but the slingshot it takes off of Mars brings it back towards the Earth. So then in November of 2007, that's nine months after it's shot by Mars, it comes back into Earth's gravity, takes another slingshot around Earth, picks up more speed, and flies back out toward the asteroid belt. It does a a flyby of a particular asteroid, the name of which I've forgotten, in February of 2009, which was pre-planned, of course, so that the asteroid's slight gravity would change its trajectory enough to nudge it back towards Earth for a third gravity assist, which happened in November of 2009. And then in July of 2010, it used gravity from a second asteroid, a different asteroid, a different part of the asteroid belt, to alter its course again, and that sent it finally toward the asteroid. But that's when they shut it down. It went into hibernation in June of 2011, and stayed in hibernation with all its systems powered down for three years. They woke it up in January of this year. You know, I imagine... Can you imagine the clenching? Like, can you imagine the clench factor when everybody's wondering if that damn thing's gonna wake up? (laughs) You're in mission control. All that work, all these years, it's 12 years later, or sorry, 10 years later, and you've got to flip the switch and hope everything warms back up. You know how cold it is in space? (laughs) And they woke it back up in January, and it went into a series of uh, thrust maneuvers, so different different burns in order to bring it into the comet's orbit, and that's when it got into the triangle thing that yeah. you were talking yeah. about, So, which is amazing. But, I mean, think about all the things that had to go right. Yeah, this makes me realize that, you know, every software project I've ever worked on or conceived of is just, is just completely child's play, and uh, yeah. that I'll never get to space. So that's okay, though. Hmm. Well, way to bring it down, Jody. Jeez. Well, no, you're you're still excited about this thing, and it's and it's going to land on the rubber duck. It, it is, it is, but so, not near the neck because the gravity is going to be weird there. Well, that's you know, okay. So the reason for the triangular orbits, the reason they've been sneaking up on it with the the triangles, they're doing they're 3D mapping it because once they have a good 3D laser map, then they can predict how the gravity will affect it at close proximity. So I think. I'm not really sure on this. Uh, I, I might get called out on this, but I think they're still trying to decide. They haven't launched the lander module yet. 
it's a little robot that's going to land on the on the comet. Nobody's ever landed <laughs> on a comet. That's crazy. But yeah, they haven't they haven't launched that yet. And the 3D mapping with the, the triangular sneaking up on its orbit was was all part of making sure they understood how the varying gravity, because of its irregular shape, uh, was going to affect their attempts to land land part of the probe on it, which is wow, which is crazy. It's cool. It's super cool. Yeah. Okay. So, quick list of firsts. Are you ready? What's what's this? The first thing to have been done. <laughs> okay. So the Rosetta probe either is already or will soon be the first spacecraft to one fly out to the orbit of Jupiter using solar cells for primary power. That's never been done. Two orbit a comet. Period. Three fly alongside a comet on its way toward the sun. Which means, four, it'll be the first to examine how the sun's energy transforms the surface of a comet up close and personal. It'll see how, as it comes in, because, you know, I don't know if everybody knows this or not, but when comets are in the outer solar system, they're just, you know, dead balls of, uh, uninteresting balls of, of, you know, dust and ice and, and rock. But as they come in, they get these beautiful tails because of both the heat and the solar wind, which is why the tails always point away from the sun. They stream away in the direction the solar wind is flying. Well, the probe is actually going to fly alongside it and watch this change occur. That's pretty cool. All right, that's nuts. Yes. And then uh, five, the lander, which will launch from Rosetta and do a controlled landing on the comet, will be the the first controlled touchdown on a comet ever, which means it will, six, get the first images from a comet's surface ever. So we'll be seeing those soon, hopefully. And uh, and it's apparently going to do some other analysis, some chemical analysis stuff as well, which might be eight. You might as well. Yeah, as long as you're there, right? Yeah. All right, so this is nuts. I'm a little excited about it. Uh, the comet, by the way, is called uh, Churi for short. has a long Russian name, but we call it Churi for short. And there's already really great images of the rubber ducky comet, which uh, we will put in the show notes for anybody who's excited as I am about this. All right, Matt's excited about space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> okay. All right, All right. So see the... See the- if nothing else, look at the diagram of what had to happen for this thing to get where it is now in the universe. It's pretty cool. It's completely monkey balls. Uh, what's his name? I put this quote in the notes. This is a quote from uh, some Frenchist. This arrival phase is, in fact, the most complex and exotic trajectory that we have ever seen. Who said that? Jean-Yves Saint-Laurent. No. Right. Jean-Yves <laughs> Legal is, is who said that. Yes. Yeah, president of some French space agency, which I'm, I'm, I'm sure had a hand in this exotic and complicated trajectory. Moving on, T- two more things. Okay. I know time is short, but I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not that far from you. I, I got plenty of sun for long run here. <laughs> so I'm gonna, I'm gonna sneak in uh, two more things. Yeah, you got the sun. The sun's all, all up on your mustache now. It's crazy. Yeah, I really I open this curtain because it gets dreary in this room with it closed, but I'm regretting that now. All right, two last things. First of all, big announcement: Alyt is now exactly like NPR. I don't I don't know where this is coming from. What What in the world does that mean? Well, because at least you're trying now has tote bags. <laughs> what? Are you ready? I'm going to hold this up for the camera. Uh, you ready? Yeah. This is the visual moment I alluded Let to earlier. Let me see it. Here, here it is. Oh, my goodness. I like the script. It's a tote oh, bag. Oh, that's hilarious. 
And do you notice what it says? I mean, it's got our our it's got our name up here, and it's got our our diagram here, and our URL. It's got the URL down here. <laughs> but next to the hand, it says uh, WWTCLD. Which, of course, it's spelled out in case you forgot. What would the canonical listener do? It says oh, that right man, in the tote bag. that's funny. Yeah. Ah, uh, so we finally have merch. That's great. Yeah, I'm not sure if these are going to be available soon. I, I don't know. But, but yeah, I, I, I think that makes us just as distinguished and important of an agency, uh, as a, an institution, that is, as NPR. That's right. Take that, yeah. Nina Totenberg. Nina Totenberg. All right. So, last, last thing I wanted to talk about. I know we got to wrap up, but tote bags. Tote bags. This got this. This was in the notes last week, and we mentioned it briefly. But I, you know, my summer is over, Jody. My summer is over. <laughs> over done with. Over and done with. Yeah. Command Shift Three. Okay. Yeah. So I'm back to I'm back to school, and this week was the first actual week with kids. Right? Kids came back on Tuesday. This is Thursday, so I just did the third day with the new kids. How's it going? Um, well, it's fine, I guess. I don't know. It's going okay. It's going okay. The, yeah, the end of the end of summer was tough. It's always it's always hard, you know. New school year, new kids, but the anxiety, the welling of anxiety, is is the same every year. And oh man, you know, although. I actually slept through the night on Monday night, the night before I was to see the kids for the first time. I actually slept. I normally can't sleep that night, but but the the roll the lead up, the roll in or whatever you want to call it to the school year for me is always filled with the crazy anxiety dreams and I get I get I get all of this even though this is my this is my 11th year, you know? I I ought to I ought to take comfort and and feel confidence because I know I'm good at, at this. And I have plenty of it's not just patting myself on the back, I have plenty of evidence to say that I you know, I, I, I do a good job, but man, man is it tough going back. Yeah, that that summer interval just teases you, huh? Yeah. And I get into my summer habits and then I gotta I gotta quit them and it's it's hard to go cold turkey, but that's what I sorta of tried to do the the you know, the pre planning week. All my, my questionable summer habits, you know, like drinking every day, for example, <laughs> which I really I shouldn't be doing anyway. But I definitely can't do. Uh, I can't, definitely can't do during the, the school year. Uh, so that had to that had to that had to stop. And so yeah, I cut that cold turkey. And then I uh, I managed to put on a few pounds this summer because you know it's too hot to run and there's all this traveling and good good food and and good drink to enjoy. So. Uh, yeah, I so I had to stop the overconsumption in all areas, and then I had to stop the staying up late and start switching to getting up early. So it was a lot to give up in one week, and it made me a uh, very cranky. I think my partner would agree with me. Uh, it made me a very cranky person for the the last the, well, certainly the first week. So this is this is Lent for teachers. Yeah, basically. Okay, all right, hmm. I get it. Yeah, but I I do have some things to look forward to. I well, for one thing, I was 
I'm looking forward to that trip to New Orleans in, in November <laughs> when I get to go back to uh, gluttony and excess and go away from my kids. But that's the summer me talking. But there are some... <laughs> There are some school-related, teaching-related things to look forward to. There's a a cool robot competition coming up, which is kind of interesting. I, I guess I'll just leave that as a tease. Maybe I'll explain that in the next... I don't have time to tell you about the robot competition, but I am getting a team together to uh, to do this robot thing. Get the robot band together, sure. I, yeah, I, absolutely. I think I hear the garage door. I think I'm about to get oh, yeah. completely interrupted. Okay, so but last last thing. Just today, somebody walked into my first period, which is my regular 10th graders, and said, hey, you know, that kid, that kid, that kid, that kid, they're in the wrong class. Like, they, these are kids who are, you know, no offense, too smart for this class. I'm like, yeah, I know everyone's not, not everyone's too smart for this class, but uh, yeah, so what we started, so that, that started first period today, and by lunch today, a plan was being worked out to dissolve, or collapse is the word they say, to collapse my first period regular class and create another physics honors class, because it seems like it'd be pretty easy to find the 20-something kids we need. So I I worked on that the rest of the day, really, and I I think... There's a decent chance this is going to happen, and if it does, that'll leave me with two AP classes, three honors classes, and one one class of the regulars. So that was the schedule you were hoping for from the other place, right, basically? N- well, no, the dream has always been and remains to do all physics all day. So to do honors or AP, six out of six. And this would be... Well, literally the next best thing. It would be five out of six. And it would leave me with one class of regulars. But I don't know. It seems like it's too good to be true. It seems like somebody in administration is going to say, no, it's too hard, and and say no. But I've got my department head and the science coach, which I know that's a douchey insider term, but, but having her on my side and working on the project with me uh, makes it much more likely. So there's literally two more people that we have to bring aboard to make this happen, and this really could be a this could be a good school year for me. Nice. So you did the right thing, right? You're not regretting your decision to stay where you are? Absolutely not. Cool. Absolutely not. Now, your, your advice was your advice was timely and prescient, and it, um, yeah, I definitely feel like I made the right choice. Can we play the ukuleles there? It all comes apart if I pull on this cord. If you want to destroy my this podcast, podcast. Oh, whoa, whoa. pull this cord as, as you I walk to the to light switch. <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah, that's definitely not the rolling.